it's chairing time. <sighs> Trust me, in like an hour, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be dead. Yeah, no, it's gonna be swelteringly gross. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do this earlier in the week though, because wow. Well, like the, it was. It's just fucking humid all of yeah. the time, and the only time where it wasn't humid is when there was a uh, a, a, a tiny, tiny tropical storm. Yeah, i.e., rain. <laughs> big, big, big rain, small storm. It's like it it rained a lot in brief periods. It was weird. Well, like it was kind of the the perfect weather for a thunderstorm. I think I was asleep through most of it, so I didn't detect any thunder. <laughs> um. Yeah, I walked out at lunch, and it was perfectly fine. Like, a thick day still, but it was cool, and I was like, oh, this is much nicer. And then, like, three hours later, I walk out to go to the bus, and it's just, like, pouring. And then it stopped, and then it poured, and then it stopped, and it poured, and it stopped, and it poured. And that was pretty much it until I got home to stop doing things. See, the worst part about that, or the best part, depending on how you think about it, is that rain is cool, because it, it has to pass through, like, the fucking atmosphere, which doesn't really have much uh, heat retention. So, like... It's nice and cool rain, and then it gets hot again once it stops raining. Yeah. Because the fucking clouds are insulating the atmosphere, so... Yeah, all that asphalt's uh, pretty warm from yeah. earlier. So, like, you're essentially giving yourself a fucking steam bath in a humid climate, like... Yeah. I mean, you could watch the steam raising out the asphalt, it was pretty warm. And it's not, like, not as bad as California, because that was, like... 114 Fahrenheit, which is like 45 or something Celsius. I mean, we're a pretty temperate bunch, uh, and we're definitely not close to the equator at all, so I, like, we, we really can't compare too, too much. No. But we can complain about it, because anything over a very, very specific temperature, we just tend to complain about. Or anything under a very, very specific temperature. Temperate climates kind of suck. Yeah, we just complain. Yeah, I find a lot, actually. I mean, Nova Scotia is the uh, land of complaining. It's true. Only because no one pays attention to us. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, no, it's it's still, like, it's 26 today, which doesn't feel so bad, but we've got, like, you know, this this window, and my blinds only cover part of it. Why? Okay. It's been like that for so long, and I feel as though I'm kind of dumb for asking this, but why not just get another blind half? We just have this one ladder on. You could go out, conceivably, find the exact same color, and cover up the entire window. Probably. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. We still don't have blinds for the living room. Uh, okay, all right. I didn't even clue into that. <laughs> I don't go into your living room that often. Just mostly for, for wrestling. Yeah, and even that 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 work. Yeah. Holy crap. So, uh... Because I've been playing it nonstop after mentioning it, Digimon Digital Card Battle. Have you actually played much more of that? Uh, I'm at. I, I've only beat the first two cities, okay. uh, and then I started playing Symphony of the Night. That's fair. Um, but that's actually a surprisingly solid game. I right? kind of like that a lot. I would. I would love to just have a physical version of that. Yeah, there's not even that much like moving pieces as well. Uh, it's the, pretty straightforward. The card layout is really simple. I don't know, like the. Like, Three abilities and an effect on each card. Um, your points, your health, your damage, um, like your digital health points, and then that's pretty much it. Then your options. I like it because you can discard a lot of off color shit just to give you an advantage. Um, yes. Like you attack first is actually a really big deal. Yeah. Um, like splash red just specifically for that. Can't even fucking use an R type because I don't own any red R types right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just mono red. It's because I, I I played that game monocolors. I'm pretty sure was was how I went through it. I'm like green and then yellow, which I think they call rare. And a lot of the rare stuff has very very good uh, because when you play like when you do a battle, you have one card that's in the middle, kind of like an active Pokemon type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then they fight. Uh, and then when you declare your fight and your moves and stuff, because each card has three moves, um, you can, from your hand, put a support card or another or, monster card that has a support effect. Or you can take one right off the top of your deck, unknown, and then reveal it during your combat, which is super cool. Yeah, I think that's really cute. It definitely has, like, an era of this, this computer just milled himself, and the fact that he could have killed me from that mill is annoyingly, like, ooh. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Like that that's a big RNG aspect to it. It's I don't know. I, I think it's really solid for a card battler. Well, like 
a lot of the cards are really useless monsters, except for, like, specifically to digivolve them in the better monsters. Yeah. Uh, or their support effects. Like, annoying-ass Caterpillar, if you want to, if you have to stall a turn, he's fantastic because he subtracts all damage by minus 200. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, oh, I just digivolved, I'm going to kill your creature, little golem thing in green. Which doubles the power of all of your moves if you have higher HP than the uh, the opponent. That's dope. But then they can counter with a, I'm going to heal my fucking Digimon 300. Yeah. So that no longer is the case. It's, you know. <laughs> it's got a lot of complexities to it that make it, like, just, like, it's just complex enough that I'm satisfied, but at the same time... There's well, like... it's, it's very simple because you only really need to pay, the, pay attention to one thing at a time. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of things going on in the background, and, like, you can see your opponent's hand, yeah, which is a huge thing, because then you can gamble, are they going to use my uh, O attack is going to deal absolutely no damage, so I have to use triangle, or are they just going to use their power-up card to try to kill me? Like, yeah. it's 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 a very dramatic system. Yeah, that's another thing that you'd have to make, is just, like, three tokens, circle, triangle, and X, yeah. and be like, alright, cool, shuffle, put it down, face down, alright, reveal, there's your move... And then everything else can just be printed on a card easy. Yeah, no, that's that, that's literally the hardest part about that game is deciding whether, like, how how you're going to use that hidden information as to what move you used and how you're going to lock that mm-hmm. in. Because it's not quite a rock-paper-scissors mechanic. There's some things that are like, if they're a, a water-type, deals three times damage, which is cool. Well, like, circle is always your best attack, uh, and then X is a attack with an effect where it's always weak. And a lot of the circle, like a lot of the X effects, are uh, zero attacks dealing their damage, and yeah. that's really fucking annoying. So you have to either spam triangle or risk getting your shit rocked. And then there are cards that explicitly say this letter or this uh, this move does zero damage or buff this specific move by this much damage. So if you see like, oh, this guy has a support card that makes triangle deal two hundred more damage, which would kill me. But he could also just kill me alone with the circle. So do I risk the X, or do I like try to try, try to outlast him or something? It's it's a fun yeah. Like the the concept is weird. And then there are support cards that counter support cards because if you declare attacks, the defender gets to choose their support card first. I think. Yeah. So if you attack first, they choose their support first, and then yeah, and then they resolve first, and then you resolve second. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also a good dynamic. Because, like, it, that kind of counteracts the whole, I don't get to attack first this one. Well, if everything happens at the same time, like it does in Magic, a lot of things get a little confused. But if yeah. something happens in sequence, it's a lot simpler to follow. Yeah, there's no priority thing. Yeah. Everything follows a set lineup of abilities and, and moves and shit. It shallows the pool, but it also makes it so that you can make more complex decisions based on what your opponent has in their hand. Yeah. And then you can also just fucking gamble it off the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cute game. I would, like... Like, I would love for... Like, us to kind of have a physical version of that based on what we'd want to pick. Just, like, here's all the cards. Make a deck. And, like, I print off 30 cards. Like, there here we go. go. Yeah, there we go. I, that's feasible, to be honest. Yeah. You could even just proxy Magic the Gathering cards with yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, I could just make a custom template on, like, the Magic custom thing and just make it Planeswalkers. Yeah, that works. And then just go and customize, like, on a template, Circle X Square, or Circle X uh, Triangle. Yeah, Circle X Triangle, and then the, wherever it specifies this, you can use this as a commander, yeah. just this does this. That's your yeah. effect. And then a little picture of the Digimon. Yeah. Because the concept art for all the Digimon are pretty dope. Like, all of them have a really good theme to it. Like, really well designed. Yeah. So it'd be really cool. Well, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of diverse designs in that. I was expecting, like, a lot of recolors and rehashes, but that was surprisingly good. Yeah. Oh, well, everything's technically a 3D model snapshot. Yeah. Which is pulled, I think, from Digimon World, probably. But, like, you get you get Agumon, and then there's Snow Agumon, which is kind of recolor, but, like, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's neat. It's neat. I like it. Well, I don't know. I was, I was a fan of Digimon when I watched it, so Love it's definitely, show. A, a hype thing, and B, a, a decent actual game. Yep. Which is the most surprising part. The card battle is actually satisfying to do. It's no match of the gathering. I... Well, Magic the Gathering has, like, a trench-deep, complexity and yeah. learning curve to it that once you get over that then you really can't stop playing it's so satisfying well there there are some plays that like some plays that just come out of nowhere that no one could see except for you like oh uh 
by turn two I can do this combo specifically because I have a fucking retarded hand or yeah. because I know they don't have a certain thing. Like, it's all information that's very, very... Uh, it's definitely the best thing you can have in that game, unlike other card games where either you're dead or you're not, or Pokemon in which everything's kind of laid out on the table except for here's a support card that utterly fucks everybody. Yeah. Um... That's probably what helps the Digimon Digital Card Battle stuff, is the fact that all information is open. Well, it's less bullshit when, for example, uh, the dude that doubles attack. If your opponent, like, the opponent can see that you have it, so they'll try to stop your strongest attack, because obviously you'd want to use that to one-shot them. Yeah. Um, and you see that they're, they have stuff so that you can plan out your move better. And I think uh, having that physical, like, everyone can see all that information is it, 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 it's a very stressful situation because you have to guess what they want to do and then you have to just essentially plan out, all right, so what can't they stop? They can't stop me making their zero, like, O attack less strong because they only have buffs to the O attack, so I'm going to do that. And then you're like, fuck it, I'm going to top deck an answer and it happens to be nothing, so then you, yeah it's, yeah. it's a very interesting game. Yeah, the only real gotcha moment is if they just pull a card off the top for support that's like suddenly amazing well that's 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 the risk of it that's really it like that's I, the, the amount of times i've milled my like ultra evolution creature just off of the top <laughs> is embarrassing and she does piss off unless the uh well i i have an andromon i think yeah. uh, and she if the opponent is like dark type it does extra damage or yeah. some bullshit like that yeah, I got a, I got Meteormon, and like this really big, I can't remember the name of them, something, something sweet, something dope, big ass fucking asshole. <laughs> big ass asshole? Big ass asshole. Well, Red seems to have like dinosaurs and bullshit, so. Yeah, there's some, some neat stuff. And Ragnarvos. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am, uh, I'm enjoying the game, I'm glad I got it back again. You, you convinced me very easily when you were just talking about emulators, so. I well, was... like, all I did. I have a Master Tyranimon? What? Shit, son. Shit. Well, like, I'm using a PSP for my emulation right now, and it's it's actually surprisingly held up. As soon as you get used to it being very chunky, and I think I've expressed this before where I had a smartphone at the time as well as a PSP, Hmm. Um, and as soon as Hmm. I was finished... Actually, no. I had a BlackBerry... uh, and a very thick one at that. And then playing the PSP, everything seems paper thin. Yeah. So as soon as I picked up the BlackBerry, I almost fucking threw it because it was so <laughs> light compared to this fucking brick of a machine. Um, but it runs everything smooth, so whatever. Can't complain. The only thing I can complain about is the fact that uh, back then, uh, two gigabytes of SD card space was considered slightly big. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got this. Uh, I got this thing called Classic Boy. And it's got N64, PS1, GBA, Game Boy Color, NES, Sega, and Neo Geo. No SNES. I feel like it's because SNES has uh, Mode 7 and that might be hard to emulate. Yeah. Or there's already like billions of other SNES emulators, honestly, on the uh, Android store and they just didn't bother. So I just did uh, GBA and... Which I really should bite that bullet and just find a decent SNES emulator. Because a lot of SNES emulators are running on PSP hardware, uh, I think specifically because of Mode 7 or something, a lot of the ROMs get a little uh, little, little hammy, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, emulation is weird. It's it's still crazy to me that, like, I know a PS1 is, like, Twinkies compared to this phone, but the fact that I can run an entire PS1 library in my hand, in my pocket... Still blows my mind. Well, that's crazy about, like, the PSP, because it's technically portable, even though it's the size of a brick, weighs as much as a brick, and you could probably build a decent bunker out of them. Yeah, no, it's but, much a brick with sticks. Yeah, it's essentially that, a, a brick with interactive elements. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact that you could carry around, like, Final Fantasy VII, for example, yep. just playing, just, it, it, it's fucking great, right? I remember fucking playing Crisis Core uh, at school, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, one thing I want to do is I could probably go through a lot of the Final Fantasies with this. Because, like, the emulation on this... I tried hooking up a controller to it. Because I can hook a PS4 controller up to Android. Yeah. Uh, very weird. It's just, like, it. if you touch a button, it keeps 
hammering that button, kind of as if it's on like uh, turbo mode, mm. so it doesn't actually uh, respond very well. So I wouldn't want to play any game that isn't turn based, honestly, because well, even then you could ham it out really badly if you have any any spellcaster alliance as well, because the very first thing you select, unless you gingerly tap that button, yeah, yeah, that'd be it'd be just much easier to just stick with, because like. The on-screen controls for this thing are... It screams every time. I turn the volume down to zero, but it screams every time I open it and goes, Oh yeah, no volume. Because the on-screen controls, they're not bad. Oh yeah. Like, well, if you... But yeah. they don't they don't lend itself anything to kind of... Um, to precision, <laughs> we'll say. So uh, I'm not going to try and do anything that needs, like, button-perfect inputs. As an aside, uh, playing Final Fantasy 1 through 6 was fucking exhausting. Yeah. Uh, space that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't go from Final Fantasy 1 to 6 without a break, and you definitely can't go 6, 7, 8 in a row because, oh my god, those are long very, games by design. Very, very, very fucking long. <laughs> four discs. Like, yep. what the fuck? Yep. And then 9 is four discs as well, and then 10 is just embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, that was the decline. I still don't think it's a horrible game. Six, seven, eight, nine were the like six, seven, eight were they good? <laughs> yeah, okay. Like I don't know. I never really got the nine. I kind of liked twelve, but that's because I thought it was different. Yeah, well, twelve was based on the tactics universe, right? Uh, yeah, twelve was based off. Uh, yeah, it, which is kind of neat, just well, because it hasn't been explored in like non-top-down situation. Well, Evilise, I think, was explored in tactics, tactics advance, tactics advance two. But Texas Events 2 only came out after Final Fantasy XII, and then they decided to essentially play Star Wars, in that you have a group of ragtag rebels uh, going to fight the the, the man, effectively, and mm-hmm. their Darth Vader was literally the guy's dad. Uh, literally, actually, is, there was two Darth Vader moments. Can I say Final Fantasy X again? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Actually, effectively that. I think they just wanted to rehash it with a new battle system. <laughs> Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't fucking care. <laughs> because one of the boss fights was the cool guy in the party's dead, and this was the Sid of the game. There were two Sids in this game. Okay. Uh, right. One Sid was a judge, because in Ivalice, uh every battle or every major event has to be overseen by a judge, which yep. is essentially a dude given a lot of power and wearing ridiculous armor. Yep. Uh, and that cool dude in your party essentially said, fuck Dina Judge, I'm not a part of the man, I'm just gonna go be a pirate elsewhere. Uh, which is, it's it's a cute plot. And then Sid is, I don't think he's explicitly a judge, I think he's just like a scientist for the judges. And then he pulls up with like, yeah, no, you're my son, I'm gonna uh, have a Gatling gun and blow you away. And that boss fight was cute. Um, (laughs) And then I think the second Sid actually is a supporting character like usual. And then the second dad is because you have the fucking daughter of the emperor in your party. Of course. So then you have to go up and wreck his shit. It's really fun. It's a lot of, a lot of familial battles in uh, a lot of this Final Fantasy. I, yeah. Final, Final Fantasy series here. I think they were just into it at the time. Like, let's see, se- seven kind of. Like Sephiroth cloning stuff. And like cloud genetics and all that bullshit. Well, like, uh, I think that was a, a very huge, like, sci-fi tropey trope. Uh, yeah. The, you know, if, if I know my Japanese, I don't, by the way. <laughs> they love their tropes. Yes. I mean, that's kind of where we get all our tropes from. Yeah. <laughs> In a way. Um, and then 8 was free of most familial issues. 8 was essentially a... 8 was interesting. Uh, it was a plot filled with whiny assholes, but those whiny assholes had an interesting dynamic. Oh, we hired an assassin to kill this sorceress. That's a solid plot. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's go assassinate a fucking sorceress. Now he chokes. Yeah. End of disc one, you fuck up. End of disc two, I think you also fuck up. What's end of disc two again? End, end of disc I- one is when you try and assassinate. Yeah. End of, the, end of disc one was like grand parade. Things go tits up real you fast. You literally die. Like, she throws an ice spike in you. <laughs> And that was in disc one. Wasn't Squall taken away and... No, because I, I think uh, the party then got captured. And that was a, like a prison break type of thing. And then you end up in a big, big-ass desert sort of deal. As far as I remember, I honestly can't. Oh, you, you go to the other... Um, 
the other garden, the Gal or okay, Balian missing. Fuck it, end this one. Oh, um, you do actually because you get impaled and then you go to the other perspective guys, right? Yeah, you go to Laguna at the beginning of this too. Yes, okay. And you follow those three, and then that kind of you, you you do your shit, you come back. Uh, fucking hell, that was a long game. I actually can't remember any of that. I do remember. Uh, Laguna's plot being like, oh, my party is injured. The only way to save them is to get them on the boat in the distance. Uh, unfortunately, we're on a cliff, and I get my two party members can't walk, so instead I'm just going to fucking chuck them off of the cliff, and hopefully it'll work out. God, I just want to know what disc two, like, how disc two ends. I'm really getting, really getting annoyed there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it hurts me, because I know disc three ends with you self-destructing something. Um... I can't remember what, and then this four starts, I think, on, like, the, the, the paradox, oh my god, what is the name of the fucking giant floaty thing? Yeah, it's the giant floaty thing. The giant floaty thing. Either way. Okay, you know, it is oh. a, it is a gar- garden battle. Ludotic Pandora, that's the end of the thing. End of disc three. But the, yeah, the clash of the gardens. So the end of uh, disc one is when you go and try and kill Adia, then you fuck up. And then the end of disc two is Clash of the Gardens. That's when your fucking garden can fly. And that's when you meet the other flying garden and you just... And if you don't find Cerberus in there, you fucked up. And then the end of the other one is Lunatic Pandora, which is that giant floating Borg cube thing. Mm. And then and then you go to the, the witch's castle and you beat her up. That's fucked up. I think if... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I remember that plot fondly just because it's... Dumb, but dumb in an original way. Like, you can see that happening and you could be like, oh, there's some neat ideas. I feel as though I like to pull that's a neat idea card from just media anyway. Yeah. Like, I do that a lot with Homestuck because it's very it's very good at, like, keeping you in just because of all the mysterious shit. And, of course, there has to be a payoff sometime. And then a lot of the time the payoff just comes, like, uh, a thousand pages from now, uh, in a random way of how am I expected to remember this when you're expecting me to remember this thousand and second plot line? But regardless, yeah, don't uh, don't overdo your plot lines, folks. Otherwise, I just don't care. I think I really liked Final Fantasy XII, and I remember <laughs> it fondly, specifically just because in order to farm all the rare mobs, or in order to actually like beat the rare mobs, because there's a, a system. In which you took a uh, hunter mark from a like from from a Moogle uh, who appeared in Final Fantasy Tactics, very nice. Um, uh, from a Moogle in the guild that you join, and he goes, "Okay, hunt this guy," and you're only really given a hint. And sometimes the monster is just out in the uh, out in the world as soon as you accept that quest, and other times there's a really really dumb trigger mechanic that you need to. Uh, Need to find out in order for the monster to spawn. And mm. I can't remember the most egregious part, or, like, the most egregious, um... Like, because I, I do remember some of them were really just dumb and difficult and weren't randomly spawned at all. Like, you have to kill these things in a specific order and then pop, there goes... A, like, there's, there's your boss. Mm. Uh, or you'd need to essentially play through a dungeon again in order to find this, because it's in a hard-to-reach area, for example. And, of course, it would pop up after you complete that dungeon, so yeah. then you need to just go backtrack. But that's kind of the point of that whole side quest. And then there are the rare spawns, which randomly spawn, uh, maybe only spawn if you have certain items equipped, Ew. and give you almost no hints. That was the <laughs> one thing I had wrong with it, is in order to get the best gear and the best spawns, I think you need to... Uh, you would you would have needed to do a lot of guesswork. Yeah. Um, especially in order to get Excalibur, I think it was, you'd need to open specific unmarked chests and not open any other chests. Oh, good. Otherwise, you ruin it. And I'm not 100% sure as to why they thought that was a good idea. Probably the sell walkthroughs at the time. Probably. Um, That's kind of why I like Final Fantasy VIII. If you just didn't draw the GF, that was it. Yeah. Like, that was the only real thing. Like, everything else, you build your weapons by just collecting items around, and sometimes you're like, alright, where the fuck do I get this? Well, like, it's a consistent grind, as opposed to 12, which you can legitimately miss some stuff. Yeah. And I feel like... Oh, yeah, I mean, you could miss a lot of the GFs if you, like, there's... 
in in the end of disc two, because that's the Balam Garden fight, you have to fight a three headed thing, yeah, like Cerberus. And if you don't pull Carbuncle from it, you just don't get Carbuncle anymore. Well, that's that's a thing in that it was designed to be like that. Yeah. Final Fantasy twelve was designed to be an open world ish game where you can go anywhere okay, and grind anywhere you want. Yeah, that's a like it's not a two disc system. It's a you legitimately have the whole entire world accessed to you as the story unfolds. And the only part where you can't go back is the atypical, we're going to stonewall you from not going back to this place. Yeah. And I think there are only a few dungeons that you legitimately could not go back to, like the airship that blew up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a problem with that airship. <laughs> Generally. Also, <laughs> why would they allow you to go back on when they have armed guards everywhere? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Why don't they just run kill squads? That's another thing. They're totally not opposed to running kill squads in that game, but they don't just specifically go, okay, so we're going to try to find them. And we do know that the fucking god of dragons just fell. Why don't we just run a kill squad to go kill them? (laughs) Or we definitely know that they're interacting with the fucking adventurers guild. Let's just go question the fucking Moogle running the place. Yeah, It's a goddamn Moogle. Let's hustle him up. And he cast like me or some shit on you. Ah, uh, could he? No, I don't think so. In tact- some of the Moogles were pretty powerful, weren't they? Well, in like, tactics, mages, right? Yeah, uh, in tactics, the character was your second party member, and he was a black mage. And yeah. I don't think any like real plot actually applied to him, but I think he became like uh, because the whole plot of Final Fantasy XII, like tactics advanced specifically. Um, was that you were going around smashing all of the uh, corrupted crystals of every major race, and then you kind of embodied that. So, like, you smashed the race of the human, or the, like, shattered the crystal of the human, and then your party could use a special summon, but only for humans. Uh, and then you smashed, like, the Moogle thing, and then you could only use a... Like, it's, 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 a, it's a plot. Yeah. But I think he became... He didn't embody that. No, I think your main character only embodied it. I'm also thinking that's a dream, so never mind. I'm just full <laughs> of shit. Do you know anybody who actually has ever played Crystal Chronicles? No. For the GameCube? I know someone who owned it, and I have played it very briefly, but I don't remember anything about that okay. game. Because I've, I've only seen it in passing, and the concept looked frustrating. I do know that you could spray paint your Moogle, and that's terrifying. Oh, that's like custom spray paint? Yeah. Oh, so, like, you have no. a Moogle that follows you around, or I think is, like, your save point buddy, and you can legitimately go... Oh. Oh. Yeah, man. no, like, it was horrible. Like, that poor you, lad. Could you imagine having layers and layers of paint because the fucking guy just could not decide what color he wanted? He's just trying to, like, the guy... He's, he's probably dead from fumes, but you're just dragging this fucking Moogle. As well, in. the Moogles in that game were overly fluffy, and I think you could cut, like, their hair and stuff. What? So, no, the, the, there was an entire subplot of, let's let's go save the world and, like, save the crystals or something or other Final Fantasy-esque. Fuck it, let's go spray paint a Moogle. Yeah, I get really tired of that whole crystal subthought that they have in, like, a lot of their games. Real fast. Well, like... First yeah. one, smashing crystals. Second one, smashing crystals. Fourth... Smash more crystals. Alright, alright, let's move on. Kefka, destroys the universe. Cool! Seven, not really crystals. Alright, eight, not really crystals. Nine, no crystals. Ten, no crystals. Eleven, uh, it's no, let's not count that. Twelve yeah. crystals. <laughs> Thirteen crystals. Everything is crystals. Also, it doesn't. It's not even a game. It just plays itself. Like, I'm so. I, I'm in two camps on thirteen. Honestly, after a while, like, I didn't hate the story. I just thought lightning sucked dick, and not in the good way. Lightning, it's no sucked many dicks. Yeah, and like, everybody else is kind of cool. I kind of like the kids in a way. Like they weren't too. Well, shit. I actually hate hope. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. Hope. Never mind. I'm thinking of the kids from fucking. Oh my god, that other really good. RPG game. I always get them confused for some reason. Like, Gunman... Gunman with Chocobo Afro was cute. He's dope. Uh, chick who wears pink, and I can't remember her name either. Uh, I think she was cute. Um, Hope was... Mm, I, I don't know what they tried to do with Hope, and really the, the, the main criticism I have with Hope is that I'm a whiny bitch and I don't want to fight because my mom fought and she died and I'm not going to fight. And then immediately pulls Boomerang out of ass to fight. <laughs> Lost Odyssey. I can never remember that name for some reason. Mm. 
but it's composed by Nobu Uematsu. Hmm. But it was not made by uh, Square. Yeah, Final Fantasy Thirteen is fun. <coughs> and then there's the boy band Final Fantasy Fifteen. I, I still need to play that. I also still need to play that. It's on PC now. I don't... I have no excuse. Alright. Neither do I. Um, God, it's only on the 360 still. Like, I would love to play Lost Odyssey again. What is so, Lost Odyssey? So Lost Odyssey is you... You know, the main character there who looks like a twerp in the front. Um, <coughs> you're an immortal. You're legit an immortal. Yeah. Um, and your wife is an immortal. And you're questing to kind of, like free the world of, like, this weird imperial rule and also meet up with your wife and, like, kind of collect a whole bunch of memories, I think. Let's, let's look at the synopsis. Uh, yeah, so it's a magical industrial evolution. Uh, magic energy existed in all living creatures beforehand, so they became far more powerful 30 years before the beginning of the game. Third, okay, yeah, nations. However, such progress has also caused two nations to develop new and more powerful weapons of mass destruction. The kingdom of Gotsa and the Republic of Ura. 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 And then a third nation, the free ocean state of Numara, remains isolated and neutral. So, yeah, Paul. Um, so, do Essentially, yeah, you're, you're an immortal. But uh, Kame. Kame and Sarah. This is the, the, the main immortal peoples. But it had a really neat um, concept of you could take an item... And it would give you, like, a defensive boost or an offensive boost or something like that. And if you leveled up enough or, like, gained enough experience, your item would also level up. And after it got to a certain point, you would just gain the item stats. Ah, I see. And then you just put the item on somebody else and then wear a new item. So that you could get, like, near the end of the game, like, 80% resistance to electricity, fire, uh, ice, all that fun stuff. Uh, your hits, you hit lightning takes harder, this thing harder, like... All that sort of stuff to make you make yourself a god. It's very interesting. So like, yeah, there there was a there was a cap to everything, but it felt like although you were leveling, you were also doing this whole like junctioning magic bullshit, kind of like Final Fantasy VIII. But you didn't have to constantly keep it like that. It was it was cool. It was well, really a use for all that <laughs> shitty equipment that you carry around. Yeah, like, like oh, I have a thing that gives me fifty percent the resistance to all lightning attacks. But I'm never going to wear it explicitly for lightning people because yeah. I keep running into these water decks. <laughs> yeah, like, but that that like chain cures over there gives me plus X to strength and agility and all that fun stuff. It's like I'm never going to wear that fifty percent lightning thing unless I just wear it for a lot and gain its powers and then stick it on the child. <laughs> <laughs> your child, you need lightning resistance. <laughs> you're, you're a thunder rod. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> You can fucking share it. I don't know. So, it's, it was a really cool concept, and I would love to play the game again, but there's no way I'm going to bust out a 360 to play it. You should probably get it for cheap. I mean, I probably could, or it might be on, like, the online store or something. But I mean, I've got a 360 lying around somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> I'm going to go find it again. I think it's up there. I mean, you could just, like, bite the bullet and find a way to emulate it. Yeah. 360 emulation's not the easiest, is it? I don't remember it being solved as much as I know. I mean, as far as I know, fucking PS2 wasn't very emulatable, and I was horribly wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, the PS2, they broke that in pretty fast. Actually, they were making headway on the PS3. Interesting. Xbox 360. If they're making headway on the PS3, I doubt uh, 360 is going to be like that bad. Xenia, computer emulator. Free open source source uh, open source emulator from Microsoft Windows allows 360 console games to be played on a personal computer. As of 2016, the emulator is capable of playing approximately 50 Xbox 360 titles at full speed. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. So. <laughs> That's the DRM talking. Yeah. Uh. is progressing a lot farther than people realize. Oh, well, there's a there's a list of playable games here. Let's see. Issues, 900. Hmm. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, wow. Okay. This is GPU corrupt drawing. Stay playable. <laughs> Thank goodness Bejeweled Blitz Live is state playable, but GPU is slow. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. Like, they, they have a bunch of games on here that I would never expect to um, emulate or play. Well, like it's... Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper, stay playable. <laughs> I don't know. That seems good. But the Budokai HD collection—that makes sense to me. 
We own Spinball Classics. Does not make sense to me. <laughs> but it's stay playable. I think... I don't know. Why would they focus on weird shit like that unless those games had specific hard, like, uh, software capabilities for the 360? Because I do yeah. know that a lot of the, like, there are, there are some games that are coveted for the Wii specifically because with that disc you can access, uh, more of the Wii's software. So yeah, you can like, shit. like, like Melee. Yeah. Or was it? No, Brawl. Brawl stage creator. You make that fuck up stage and then you can access the Wii's yeah. data and that's how, you, that's how you emulated stuff on the Wii. It was great. That's how we played uh, Hari Suzumiya's Dance Battle. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, Angry Birds Star Wars. Sure. That's like that's the only thing I can think of is these games are on a similar software path to like a lot of other stuff that they just, oh yeah, this one's playable too, just because we saw that one. Also, it's like two box at GameStop. Doritos Dash of Destruction. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> oh my lord. So that's that's fun. Super Meat Boy's on there. I mean, you could just play Super Meat Boy. But yeah, you could just yeah. play like a lot of this stuff. I'm like, that's not even. I don't even know why. Oh man, the fuck is Doritos Dash of Destruction? Oh yeah, yeah. Demon Souls is playable on PS3 uh, emulation. It's an ugly ass looking game. I don't. Nino Kuni. Yeah, it's CPU intensive still, which obviously. I mean, yeah. Either way, it's coming along, at least, uh, as of two years ago. (laughs) I've not not heard any progress on them, like, breaking the PS4, because, like, that was supposed to be the x86 architecture making it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But I've not not checked in any headway on that, which would be dope nasty, because I want to play Dad of War, and I just don't want to shell the money for Dad of War. (laughs) Just fucking bite that. I'm sure there's a used copy of Dad of War that you can buy for, like, 30 bucks. But I'm poor. Get, get rich, I guess. Yeah, cool, great. Here's here's my capitalist solution. No, my uh, my student loans have now caught up, so it's like, all right, cool. We got a budget now. <laughs> Just a little shame. Everyone's budgeting. Tisk tisk says the guy who has the worst budget. <laughs> I want to spend uh, fucking hundred fifty bucks on these Warhammer figures. I definitely won't buy. Oh, speaking of which, it's a bag of Warhammer figures over there, but also your bottles. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I should probably hurry up and make honey wine. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while, mainly because of the whole budgeted thing. And then I'd rather spend money on uh, neat plastic figures and actually alcohol. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, shit. What's up? Let's see. The PS4 one actually seems to kind of be in a good place right now. Compatibility. They made headway. Wow. All right. Let's see. We've got... Uh, Amplitude, the intro works. Uh, Axiom Verge, Bloodborne. Bloodborne's playable. Oh, excellent. That's actually dope. That's probably worth it alone yep. to uh, illicitly uh, download shit. Doki Doki Universe. <laughs> um, Every time I hear Doki Doki, and I know it's just the phrase in Japanese, but like I always giggle because I always think of like Literature Club, and I think that it's a lot more expanding than, than I thought. God of War 2018 is already playable on it. Excellent. I assume that'd be like a hot button issue. Like, oh, there's a very popular game. Fuck it, we need this emulated now. Alright, that's why I know what I'm doing next. <laughs> um, Horizon Zero Dawn's also playable. I mean, that's a few years old. Both the infamous games. I mean, still, it's like, it's impressive that the PS4 emulation has already gone to this point without me even knowing anything. Well,. Are they still using Blu-ray? Nio is playable as well. Oh, hmm. uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they still use Blu-ray. Well, okay. So, Blu-ray, all you need to do is trick the disc to downloading shit on your PC, and then you can just reverse engineer that because yeah. it needs to download the software in order to run Blu-ray. So that makes sense to me. That, that, that to me, seems like it would be a very easy hack job. The only thing you need to combat is DRM and online-only shit. Yeah. But... Easily, uh, th- there's there's a lot of dedicated people that don't like it uh, and just patch it out. And I, pr- mm? two of these Yakuza games are on there. Mm. Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Six. Mm. <laughs> that's a that's a ah. spicy good time right there. <laughs> well, shit, son. All right, I like that. This has been our most illegal podcast of like, yeah, no, we pirate games. Oh, okay. Yeah, buy buy your video games and support you. <laughs> 
I bought Final Fantasy VIII like three times. I mowed at least another Final Fantasy for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stamp card. <laughs> of my choosing. You get little lightning stamps. Just there you like... go. <laughs> Ew. They <laughs> <laughs> come in different outfits, though, so I'm all right with this. <laughs> Hopefully this isn't a DLC ordeal. Yeah. No, that's uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I will venture further... And that's as far as I'm going to say legally. <laughs> and um, not talk about how I've been trying to also emulate the, the Wii U for Breath of the Wild, because I still want to play it. I wonder if because the Switch has more quality games, that the Switch will be emulated a lot easier. Or a lot faster, rather. I don't know. Because the Switch has a lot of incentive to do it. The new Smash Brothers announced... Yeah. Um, would be a huge incentive for people to go like, all right, we need to emulate this now so we can get better online play, assuming that the Switch doesn't flub up the online play. Yeah, well, it, it's Nintendo. I mean, yeah, they, they don't have a huge track record. It's a shame that they didn't, like, I don't know if they still have their deal with Android, because didn't they have a deal with Android and they were planning the Switch to be a, like, Android console? I don't remember, actually. I'm pretty sure, like, the NX or something was... Uh, announced as like a, a well not announced obviously but rumor milled to be an android product because they uh wanted to license their shit out so that they could make more money and actually oh, yeah, like yeah. i think that was the running rumor at the time was that they were in financial trouble but nintendo ceos are pretty good at keeping the company back running yeah they uh they took good pay cuts to help everybody out and everything well, which like, cool them I think that's just the, the Japanese attitude of it. Yeah. Like, Microsoft would just be like, fuck it, going downhill, burn it down. Uh, Sony, I'm not sure about Sony. Their problem right now is the whole lack of cross-compatibility. Yeah. That's some other shit. I don't know where they get the idea that that's actually a good play for them. Like No idea. If you log in with your Fortnite account, that's locked now. You have to make a new one. We, we own that now. Yeah, like, fuck off insane warframe they don't have cross compatibility with that like any fighting game just any fighting game any game that you can play yeah yeah, effectively that like should be cross compatible there's absolutely no reason as well just because the only advantage you gain is getting a fight stick and you can get a fight stick on any console exactly they're like mouse and keyboard is not a constraint that's not like you're gonna overblow it with cheats because you're you are you already have good anti-cheat systems for online play anyway Unless you're Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> I mean, bless them, they try. Yeah. Uh, Siege, I haven't faced a hacker in a while, so... Yeah, I actually. There all, was a... All there, my deaths have been solid. Yeah. Well, there was a, like, red flag raised suspicion on um, on Siege recently, and then I think they resolved it by either updating their software or adding a second layer or something. Yeah. But I've been having a good time with Siege. I think it's also because we play casual, because yeah. why would you cheat on anything but ranked? Exactly. Yeah. Um, after you left yesterday, Zach and I tore it up. I think we only lost, like, two games. Yeah. We did pretty well. Me and Zach also did fairly well. I think we have, like, uh, a positive win rate overall for that day. It's just... I think I was winding down, and I just could yeah. not finish off anybody. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, you run away. I'm gonna let you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and hit you with my grenade. Oh, it's a flashbang. Dang. I swear to fucking God, a lot of the time, like, there was a situation in which we, we were winding down before you joined that uh, me and another dude were looking in uh, to a window, and it was a castled window, and I was like, hold on, I'll shoot this open. Bang, bang, bang. And then I saw a frost trap, and I'm like, hold on, be careful. I'm going to disable this trap. And meanwhile, there's a guy right behind me just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch you do it. I'm going to cover your back in case this thing goes down. Like, shooting the frost trap that went down. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, Nitro Cell popped in as <laughs> I was IQ looking in to see if there were gadgets any other way. Saw the fucking brick and knew that my life was over at that <laughs> point. <laughs> like, threw it, instantly stuck, instantly blew up, killed me, killed the teammate behind me. Wow. Embarrassing. Oh, I, um, I play a game of the oh my god the the training base and uh it's like you can get into the uh like the 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 ladder that's on that goes to the basement yeah and right outside the uh this hostage room actually and uh i think zach was playing montaigne i was playing blitz total assholes and it's kind of like i saw the frost there the frost took off and so it's like all right there's a frost look down you can see the edge of a trap however 
you have to fucking sidle yourself up, almost about to fall off, and shoot at a 45-degree angle to even hit the side corner of that goddamn mat, because you can't look down far enough. Mm. So I finally popped the mat, dropped down, and I just unloaded on four of the five of the people. And then I just took the hostage and ran away. But then Zach killed the last guy. Harumph. That was my triumph. I was going to hostage win. Oh, well. Game's still solid. Love it. Oh, I love that game. I don't know what about it as well. It's just it's just very captivating. It's the opposite of a MOBA to me. Like, the captivation there. Because the games are quick. The rounds are quick. Like, each round is kind of new in a way. Well, like, the firefights are quick, and there's always something to do, so even if you're dead, you're not sitting there with your thumb up your ass. Yeah. Like, you can give information, you can cycle through cameras. Yeah. Um, yeah, essentially that. I think... I don't... Essentially that. I think the next, like, big broken hero, like, operator that might come out is a, after death, maybe you can control a gadget that's stationary. Yeah, that sounds gross. Yeah. But... That's just that's just an idea being thrown out, and that would be actually kind of awful, unless it was kind of like a Twitch drone ordeal where it had limited ammo, and that was essentially like last stand type of thing. Yeah. Gives Glass more to do. <laughs> Gives IQ more to do. Yeah. Yeah, IQ's been... No, I've been playing IQ a little bit lately, and I'm liking her. Well, once you get good with pistols, IQ becomes infinitely better, because her guns are really good. Yeah. But... The whole point of IQ is that you're taking out your pistol and shooting things. Yeah. So, like, you're never going to see your fucking large machine gun unless you have ample time and they don't have any gadgeteers. Yeah, if the room's cleared, you know there's somebody in there. That's really your only time you're switched to your machine gun. I... I have a love-hate relationship with IQ's guns. Like, I, I like the AUG, I like the other heavier gun, but the large machine gun always rubbed me the wrong way. I, I don't have problems with any of your guns, really. I don't have, like, the only problems I have are the Boss G, because I didn't know that was a goddamn slug until just recently. And, uh, fucking vectors, man. Can't handle vectors. I like vectors only because all of my cheesy wins have always been with a vector. Like, yeah. you've seen my kill cams of last kill, of the, like, last kill of the day, <laughs> last kill of the match, of me just strafing a corner, like... <laughs> It's yeah, a very firing the entire clip out, and like the last three bullets, the clip hit him in like the shin, and he's already been hit once. Well, like, got him. <laughs> a lot of the time, it's been like I, I pepper the area because that's a complete pepper gun. Oh yeah. Like you, 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 you season the area a little bit, <laughs> and then the last bullet of the clip connects with the head, and I'm like, sweet, I deserved that. Yep. Mine skill. <laughs> it's kind of like the deagle with me, honestly, because the deagle is such a fucking wild gun. Like you have. 30 seconds to readjust your aim, but when you shoot once, you're essentially to Mars. Yeah. So, like, there's a kill cam of me that's pretty much my favorite one of the last matches where I was peeking outside because uh, it was Arcade. Um, the Arcade area. I don't know what it's called. It's the, oh, the Yeah, I know what you mean. The yeah. amusement park. There we go. Third level. or Yeah, top level. Yeah. So, I... Uh, the the bomb was there. Like, the bomb was uh, near the bathroom that overlooks the main entrance. Yeah. Um, and then you can, that's a destructible wall. And then I broke a window there and I saw, I think it was Blitz or someone just like trying to enter safely and trying to check what's going on. And there's a kill cam, like last kill of me going like, bang, looking up in the sky, readjusting, bang, look up to the sky, complete opposite direction of what I was looking. So I'm trying to center the aim on him <laughs> and then like instantly snap, perfect headshot. All right. That's just, that's just beard, I guess. Yeah. I, I did that a couple times when I was trying to get, like, pistol shots. I was like, fuck it, let's play Valkyrie. She got a goddamn 50 cal. Yeah. Well, and, like, you would know because I shot you more than once with yeah. it. <laughs> that was a decent chunk of damage. That was very high damage. But, uh, yeah, like, on, um, it's the, you got the, oh my god, it's like the police station thing. Like I, the I, east yeah. side and the west side, and there's water in the set, like the north side or whatever. I don't know what that's called, but I know what you're talking about. Um, either way, uh, we were defending the worst bomb site, like right across from the stairs. Like you got the soft walls there. Yep. And uh, well, they open up walls all the way to like one of the entrances or something like that. And somebody just stuck their head out through a window, and I was like, I think that's a head. <laughs> With a, like, just blow their goddamn head off. I was like, oh, that was a head. Headshot. Like, I just went, bang. <laughs> Um, and then somebody else was, like, jumping through a window behind me, 
because uh, I, I saw like I heard the and like the zipline going out. So I shot that, and like a couple seconds later, I just turn around and I see legs, and I just boom headshot there too. And I was like, all right, they're gonna fucking report me for hacking. Uh oh. <laughs> I think my most fun memory of that game as of recent was in Villa. I was hiding in the tub. Oh god, the tub. Well. I was playing... Who was I playing? I was playing Mute. So I set up my jammers. I have the uh, thermal cam. I put it right next to the tub so I can view the hallway while I'm in the tub. Yeah. So I hid in the tub. And I heard people doing some business and, like, decided, all right, there's a window right behind me, but they can't see the tub from where the window is, and they can't see me at any point during the entry. So I'm just going to wait on my thermal cam. Oh, look, he's there. Stand up, shoot the guy, realize there's two other people about the vault in. Oh, no. Fucking run off. Uh, see a friend running to check out what those shots were. Uh, effectively, I think it was like Ella just roaming and seeing uh, if there's anyone out that window that I just shot out of. Uh, accidentally killed her in one shot with the oh. shotgun. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I thought I was being chased. <laughs> run around. People were inspecting the bathtub because I assume that the guy that died, just died called out the bathtub. Yeah. Went behind them, shot them both, killed them both. Love it. Fucking. Mm. Yeah. I love doing moves like that where it's like, all right, they're coming up the stairs. And the first thing I do is out the other side, down, into the basement, up the stairs, up the stairs, bang, got him. Well, I just love the Frank, like, especially where uh, the British operators excel in because they have the breaching shotgun of, oh, they're coming up the stairs. I'm just going to shoot out this panel and sprint to them so that they panic. Like, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of good. Game's still good. like the game. I, I like I like game. Apparently, uh, Forerunner's getting a lot of good updates. Oh, God, too young. Um, the game is actually a lot better than it used to be now, but I, I just have no want. I remember finally remembering that game, and then... I got sold the high heavens last time we played. Yeah, no. That game That game just gives you a lot of salt if you either do poorly or, like, feel unjustified. Yeah. Yeah, that is still... Like, I, I'm sure they probably fixed a lot of the glitches now, so that probably would, like, you know, make things a lot better, because... Fucking those raider the guys with the war axes or um, fucking the warden, I think, the longsword. Yeah, the wardens were, for a long time, considered the best character just they because were, of their, like, dash dance, effectively. Their dash dance, and they were legit, actually, they had an instant kill move. Yep. And it was a glitch that was unintended. You could repeat it even in the campaign and just immediately finish anything. Where, like, you do two is the combo while locked on and you unlock and do a heavy attack like, overhead heavy attack, and it just immediately kills them. Like, even if you're blocking or not. Yeah, it yeah. just kills you. That seems real bad. Yeah. I don't know, I had fun with the Shokaki, uh, so... Yeah, I mean, hugs, man. Give them some hugs. The the fact that I could trick a lot of people into giving me a hug was the best part, because you could legitimately, like, hit and then intentionally botch a heavy so that you can... Like, the yeah, invincibility frames. Yeah. He could get hit once and not flinch, which gave you ample time to do anything you wanted. Even against, like, a Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper always expected, like, after after the first two botched hugs, I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to baseball bat swing you into the nearest hazard because I'm yep. sick of you. Yep. Which is also my favorite move. Well, we were gross when we could actually pull it off. You'd run up and hug somebody, and while they're in the hug, I'm stabbing them with a spear, and then they die. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> Next person. <laughs> Friendly fire doesn't matter. I get, I get health. Yeah, you get health from it. They die, and like, now it's two v one, fucko. See, my favorite part forever about that game was the cliffs with the two bridges, and like everyone would fight. And about if if I lost the first round, I'm like, fuck it, I'm baseball swinging these yep. people. Everyone gets off. <laughs> and like the. Hit detection and, like, falling down mechanics were so kind of buggy in that game that they landed near a bridge. It was a 50-50 shot, and whether oh, or not yeah. they landed on the bridge or fucking dove deep. Yeah, your elbow's off this edge? Well, you're just fucking tumbling after it. <laughs> <laughs> that seems unfortunate. <laughs> like, you could be gripping two railings, but, like, your ass hangs over the side of the edge, and that's, eh, yeah, you did. Even the fucking just spacing tool that gives. I love that character. Yeah, no, he was fun. Good. I, uh... I, I mean, I enjoyed my Nobushi pretty hard. <laughs> Stack lead, run away. <laughs> no. Stack lead, run away. <laughs> Beard hug him. <laughs> Got it. Because <laughs> that was another thing we do a lot. It's just like, all right, I'm going to lead him to you. Just give him a hug. 
And then just you just fucking come around a corner and just whoop! <laughs> Friend! <laughs> Giant man shouting. <laughs> that game was so solid for that. I also remember fondly the roach, but I was the type of roach that specifically focused on dodging. Which was the roach again? Uh, the Orochi was the tiny samurai. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> the other samurai guy. I was alright with him. Like, the two I played the most were probably the, um... Oh my god, the axe fighting and just Nobushi. Yeah. Because, uh, man, Nobushi was gross. But I remember the Lawbringer. I remember a lot of the memes surrounding the Lawbringer because it was all hyping him up of, like, the most versatile weapon. It's a spear, oh, it's an yeah. axe. And then, like, all you do with it is up, and I think light is just a butt with the butt of the fucking yeah. spear. Boom, boom, <laughs> that was your boom, most effective boom. move. <laughs> the most versatile weapon. Yeah. <laughs> That that game did spawn a lot of good uh, good memories for a while. Well, like yeah, no, there's there's a lot to like about the game. Uh, I don't know if I ever want to go back. I'd rather play something like Warframe or something. Yeah, like it it did scratch a fighting game itch, but right now Rainbow Six is scratching all my video game itches, so I just don't care. Mm. Except for, for card battles. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then for the rest, you got you got Digimon yeah. card battle. Yeah, uh, that's scratched the other fix. It's good. It's good. Game. It's a good time. I need to finish something in the night so I can play Chrono Cross or Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, I need to finish this so I can live. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully the war will be over and then we can focus on another thing entirely. Well, I gotta start my war. Well, yeah, that's that's more so what I was, I was thinking. I think with more... Stop screaming at me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, bless Nick. He's a busy boy. He can't escape children. Um, but I feel as though we'd be way more engaged with it with content updates. Yeah. And, like, that's not explicitly anyone else's fault. Like, no one, no one really wants to be that busy, but Nick found a way. Yep. My game completion in in, in Digimon is 16%, so, you know, I got a long way to go. How far are you? Um, Like, I assume there's more gems than the fucking one screen. I have finished... The Beginner, The Flame, The Wood, The Igloo, and then I just open up The Junk City. And then <laughs> Junk F- City. Yeah. No, after that, you end up, like, going, like, way north. And then you reach the final battle. And then, surprise, there's actually a lot more game after that. I mean, yeah. I, I assume so, because they all have themed towns after the types, and they're missing about three of them. Yeah. No, you get to... You get to fire your wood, your ice, and your junk down here, and then, like, you start opening up. I think, like... You go, you fight Ken at some point because mm. it's based off of the second series generation guys. So like you you pick your base deck based on Hawkmon, Armadillomon, or, or Vmon, and uh, you kind of meet other people around from that series and Warmon and Ken and stuff are, are antagonists for a little while. So there's okay. a lot of there's a lot of card battle. There's a lot to the game. There's a lot of cards too. Like it's a lot of card battling. Yeah. Well, you get support cards, and that's different. Even though a lot of my things were essentially... like uh, uh, My entire goal is to find more of those golden bucks so I can armor evolve and just one-shot everything. Fair. Um, Christ. So, speaking of more card games, because we're a problem. Uh, did the pre-release? Yes. Yes. Um, fucking terrible. Terrible fucking deck. Like, the worst goddamn thing I think I've put together. Because my pool was that bad. I forgot to give them lands back, so there's, there's like a bunch of lands here. Like, the whole deck is still complete. Like, this is just fucking abysmal. Like, the, the blue-green turn sideways. Ooh. That's how I usually play. Yeah, um, I, well, I had nothing to facilitate going sideways, really, with. I had a couple, like, big beaters, but other than that, the fucking... Ooh, wishes, though. That was my bomb. <laughs> that was, out of everything, my bomb pick. That's bad. Yeah. Fucking really bad. I see you've chosen rabbit bites. Yeah, I saw zero of them. I see that most of the creatures that I saw either one twos or four sixes for six. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which I did pull off with a gin of wish, wish, which was cool. But uh, wow, yeah, that uh, is not a good deck. Oh no. So I won the first round, lost the second round, and then Tyler was undefeated. We paired up and was like, "All right, well, let's split first place and just go home at like three in the goddamn morning." I Tyler get first place. Fuck that guy. Right? Because like. The thing is, we practiced a whole bunch before, and I just kicked his ass real hard with this deck. 
because he had an early game, and then I just put out a big butt, and he's like, all right, well, I can't do anything about that. And well, that, was, that was the game. Well, it was me. Welcome to Archetypes, I guess. Right? You just chose the shittiest one. Yeah. No, it was pretty rough. Like, the, the Skyrider Patrol at the beginning of combat, put a 1-1 counter and give the thing on flying. That was good. Yeah. If I saw it. I mean, it's rough that you only see. Like, it's a 40-card deck that you only have one of. of. Yeah. Well, I had two rabbit bites. I never saw that ever. So that sucked. This uh, Metamorphic Alteration I saw once. Never usable. Because it turns... <laughs> Turn something into something else, which is cool, but, like... For, like, the Helm of Selves that I had, because the only thing that could, uh... Helm of the Host, rather, not Helm of Selves. I'm thinking of Blade, Blade of Selves. selves. And then, Helm like, of the... Uh, sword. As a sort, a sort of uh, uh, goblin guide. Well... Where you attack and you spawn it 2-2. Two, two, yeah. Yeah. Right about it. It's cool. Yeah. The, the, the last pre-release was much better. <laughs> I'm just bad at pre-releases. Like, I, I did really well in the cons up to, I think... I think uh, Shadows was the only other one. Or, no, because I did well in the Kaladish one, because that's where I pulled the uh, Black Vice um, masterpiece that was worth, like, 40 bucks at the time. Thank <laughs> God I sold that, because that's way less now. Is it? I thought all the masterpieces shot up. Uh, if they did, then whatever. I couldn't see that two yeah. years in the making. But, uh, yeah, I did well, like, I pulled well at Origins, because I ended up with, like, the foil walker and the second walker. Yeah. Black Vice is, yeah, about the same. All right. Okay. But, yeah, um, I kept doing well mainly because of my strategy of pulling bombs and then putting all of the bombs in the deck. Like, the, uh, the 6-6 six, six for 4, I think, and you can't attack unless there are 7 cards in your graveyard, yeah. and then all I did was put ca- as many cantrips as I could so I could attack with them. Okay. Um, 10 out of 10 strategy. One with that. Uh, I can't remember what I won with Kaladesh. Actually, I think I went 2-0 split with the opponent, um, and I think we played out and I lost, but I think I was running a pummeler list, mm-hmm. because I pulled two pummelers, and I was like, fuck it, I don't care if I have buffs. <laughs> I want to do this, and that's how my standard deck came to be, but... No, I um, I have not done well really in a, a pre-release for a long while. Mm. I did like two one in the last one, um, the Dominary one. That was like the best I've done since Origins. Well, like ever since, like ever, ever since Kaladesh, I've really went downhill. Like every other pre-release we went to, I just died at. Like yeah. I could not stand. I just got lucky with Mono Yargle. Mono Yargle. And my pulls have been pretty garbage anyway, so yeah. uh, really just Ryan pulls everything for it's me. It's true. Yeah. He has two Trash Masters for you, a dragon for me. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Arcades. Yeah. And he, he opened a Scape Shift, too, as his, uh, like, second pack or something like that. Not good and limited, but, like, hey, it's a Scape Shift. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. that caused uh, Valakut to shoot up in price. That was neat. Scape Shift? Yeah. Hmm. A reprint of that, like, Valakut's up to, like, 15 bucks now. Interesting. Yeah. Wonder why. Yeah. It's I, not that great right now. I could really it could be good in his landfall deck. I mean yeah. Yeah. But, but like the the, the the land drop effect is not as good right now in, in modern anyway. Really the only thing is if you build around it, and I don't think that's that's a thing. Unless you like run a Lotus Cobra and you want infinite mana. I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, yeah. Well, you have five forests, you play Scape Shift with a Lotus Cobra, but you only get ten men out of that, never mind. I was like, <laughs> I, th- I was thinking about Embercools, but here we are. <laughs> no, you need like, um... Ah, here's the thing, okay, so... And you need a Vigor, keep them untapped. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You, s- you sack them all, you get nothing but fetch lands. I mean, that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, they all come untapped because uh, Amulet of Vigor, and then uh, you-, you cast... Uh, you crack them all, get some land, you get some more mana. You're at uh, 10 at this point, and then yeah. you untap them because... Or untap whatever you choose because of Amethyst and Vigor. Yeah, you tap them all again, and you get 15. Or you cast Splendid Recommended. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> you get a whole bunch of things back. Uh, so you have to play 40 lands. <laughs> seems good, seems yeah, good. seems playable. What's the, what's the combo? Uh, <laughs> not much. <laughs> what's the win con? I get all my lands back. Four Cobras, four Emercruels, four Scape Shift, and uh, four Splendid Reclamations. Go. Excellent. 
<laughs> Everything else is fetch lands and fetchable cards. That seems awful. Yeah. <laughs> Just you wait till I get to turn. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Think about this. Yeah. Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible deck. Oh, well, we're rolling over, actually. I didn't, uh, realize, I didn't realize it was an already an hour. I kind of blacked out, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, I have not been <laughs> We talked about Final Fantasy, and that's where I kind of lost the plot. Yeah, just like most Final Fantasies. That wasn't even a hate arrow. Like, sometimes I, they, they, I just, I honestly can't keep up so much RPG. Let's do some world build. What do you want to do, in, like, before Cloud actually starts the plot? All right, so after he gets separated from the Avalanche gang... He cross-dresses to seduce a gang leader, but also gets assaulted by big, sweaty, muscly men. Okay, all right, fair enough. I can see where you're going with this, Japan. <laughs> was Cloud raped? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cloud was raped. All right, well. But you needed to be the prettiest girl, so. I mean, Cloud is the prettiest girl. I mean, obviously. Did you know that you can go on a date with Barrett? No. Yeah, because like there's that whole date moment where you can go on the Ferris wheel. Yep. Uh, apparently, if, like, you just don't interact with the other two females, like, Aerith or Artifa or, or Yuffie or anything like that, like, you, you can go with, with Barrett in the, 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 the carousel, and it's just complete silence, apparently. Something like that, like, I, I can't remember. It's been a long-ass time. But... That's really funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so now, if you kept the girl outfit... I mean, now, then we just have a, a, a head can in there. You can just... Yeah, yeah. I'd ship it. You think he can, like, attach anything to that missing hand of his? Like, I mean, he's got a gun, and I think he... What was he? All right. In in the new canon, he has a different, like, attachments for his arm. I think so. Didn't so, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, he doesn't need to have the Gatling gun. That would just be awkward for day-to-day use. He'd need to attach a hand. But how far does that go? Exactly. Mm. Can he put a jackhammer dildo on the end of his left hand? I love the right thing hand? that... It's a Mako-powered life force from the Earth uh, generating the energy required for his gun arm to be used, but it's instead for a jackhammer deal, though. That's that's putting the Earth to good use. It's, I think, you know, that's another nature intended. 